co-host the wonderful joseph massey hey don't sir i'm doing great i'm great great how I, are you um you know what i'm alive i'm alive i'm i'm doing good busy but good man it's you know holiday yes. season's right around the corner it seems um oh for those of you who don't know of course 4d is we talk about the dallas cowboys we talk about the doomsday defense which we certainly have we've been saying mm-hmm. a lot well it looks like we have we have and of course the draft because who doesn't Absolutely. love the draft um, so I'm doing good though. Uh, you know, just been, went up and celebrated my daughter's, uh, baby shower and I got another one on the way. And so it's been so a awesome. good time. Yeah. It's been a good time in your, how's law school? How's, how's all that going? Man, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, it is crazy, but, uh, going good, going good. And how much more time you got? Uh, about a year and a half. Ooh, man. Yeah, so it's that's coming that's to an end, coming close. Yeah, and then you know, then then you get to decide which uh, which direction you want to go. So you know, that'll be fun too. Yeah, definitely excited um, about that. So you know, one I think the thing that everybody's been talking about lately is the trades, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's trade season. And yesterday we we had our trade, right? We got Haskins, the defensive tackle, um, and look. You know, we talked about it. We we were very clear. Like most analysts, most media, most bloggers, most everybody said, "Look, he's not the Hankins of old, where he's going to get you a ton of pass rush." You know, we talked about how he's is going to help the interior on run defense because he's still a very solid run defender. Mm-hmm. Um, especially that's something the Cowboys needed. Um, before we go to the today's happenings, it do you think? Do you think that? looking at the defensive line you're like i'm good now do you think there's still something needs to be done and how do you think they're going to use hankins as a whole yeah i'm not sure that there is really anything that needs to be done like you you can never have enough good players on your defensive line it's always great uh dan quinn loves to have a rotation he loves to rotate these guys in so they're fresh so you're not having guys that are gassed in the fourth quarter and there's a long drive and you need to stop and your guys are just gassed. Dan Quinn tries to avoid that as best as he can. The issue is, is that we have a lot of pass rushers, even at the defensive tackle spot, who let's get after the quarterback. And unfortunately, sometimes these pass rushers will run right by the pass, the ball carrier because, you know, they're not looking they're looking for the quarterback or these pass rushers who are quick and able to do a swim move or get by the pass block set you know struggle when it's the offensive lineman attacking them you know so um that's what we've seen and so what we need and what we have screamed screamed for on this podcast is that big nasty in the middle we had it for a small amount of time last year with brent urban um, but unfortunately he got hurt and then he left. We didn't resign him. And, you know, I like John Ridgeway's potential to be that. Unfortunately we <laughs> cut him and, you know, I don't want to get into that whole debacle, but like we, we need that big nasty guy who just sits there and he's not flashy. He is not going to get you like, you're going to look at the box score and be like, did he play? If you didn't watch the game, you know, he's not going to get any, you know, 
Eagles fans are tweeting out like, oh, this guy's got one sack in three years. Okay, like that's not his job. That's not what he does because you're not so you're not going to see him on the box score. So if you're a box score watcher, you're going to think this guy is trash. You're going to think this guy is no good at all. But you turn on the film and he's eating blocks and he's eating double teams. And you got two guys, you got a center and a guard bent their backs bending backwards trying to push this man off the line of scrimmage and they're not going anywhere. And that's the type of player he is and that's the type of player you need in a run game. Not a great tackler by himself. He's actually probably not very, he's not good at all at tackling by himself. But we don't need him to tackle. We need him to eat blocks so that Leighton Van Der Esch, Anthony Barr, Micah Parsons, whoever you want, Donovan Wilson, Moody Cooker, all those guys can run free and they don't have a lineman pulling onto them. And that's what this guy does. He doesn't allow people to get free and block the, the linemen get free. He just eats blocks. And that's the kind of big nasty you need to be able to shore up a run defense. Like you said, you said he's not a super solid tackler. It's he, let me clarify. He's not a terrible tackler. Yeah. One of the things he does really well is he'll shed blocks and get an arm on a guy. Mm-hmm. And Slow sometimes, him down. and sometimes that's what that's what he needs to do. Like he's still he's still got a blocker on him, but mm-hmm. he's still shedding to try to get that. So so sometimes you know I don't want people to think he's this always terrible blocker. It's you know sometimes he's not fully the like he's not fully into the tackle. And so he has an arm on the guy to slow him down for the. And somebody will cover and take the take the credit for the set the sack. I mean the tackle. Right. Absolutely, yeah. Right. So he plays the role well, and I think I agree with you. I think that's probably the smartest move for him. Um, I don't know why Ridgeway was was pushed out on that, and then they go back to get another big guy. Um, I don't know if that's a shift. Maybe Quinn has, and I'm just speculating maybe a shift Quinn Quinn saw from the first seven games and said, Mm -hmm. you know what? I really did need this big guy. I thought I could get by with it. I made some adjustments. It wasn't quite enough. Let's get a big body back in here. Um, Or maybe, you know, they just didn't see something a Ridgeway and said, you know what? We're, we're good. It's not what we're looking for. Um, I don't know what that is, but either way, Hankins comes in and fills essentially that role. Yeah, and let me just say this, is that I've said this a few times. I've, I've gotten this term from Brian Broaddus, if anybody has heard him say it. But I've, I've always described these guys as a trash can full of dirt. just really difficult to move. This guy's not a trash can full of dirt. This dude is a dumpster full of dirt. Like, he, if you just look, this guy needs a wide load. I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean or make fun of him. This guy needs a wide load sticker when he's coming onto the field because he is a big dude. I think he's three forty. Have you played the new Madden yet? Has have you played that one? Did um, I just got it. I haven't really played it that much. Yeah. Okay. So when you play Madden Ultimate Team, they kind of just have these players, and some of the players just have are like the base skin of the person, mm-hmm. right? Like it for whatever reason. And there's one offensive lineman that you'll see that'll it, when they do the cutscene into the huddle, he's built exactly like that. You know. <laughs> He's got that, you know, pretty big top, but then like he rounds out towards the bottom and then has these tree trunk legs. And it was the first thing I thought of when I saw the picture of him recently. I was like, oh, 
that's he's that just a, he's just a dumpster full of dirt man and like good luck moving that guy off the line because he does not move now i will say that he's going to be a situational player this guy is not a three down defense alignment defense at tackle not at all you do not want him out there on passing situations because he's not going to give you that rush now you're going to have him out there obviously he's going to play when they throw the ball because you can't say oh we know it's always going to be run situations we know it's always like so obviously but he's going to be a first second down kind of guy you know third and long you you want him off the field so yeah he's going to be caught out there sometimes when a team's going quick and they're good to third down they're not letting anybody substitute he's going to be caught out there I get it, but he's he's a guy who you want on rundowns and to get off the field on passing downs. And you know, if you see him out there on a passing down, you may just send, decide to send a blitz behind him. Absolutely, right. So, so that might be your strategy. You're like, oh, we got caught with him on the field. Let's send a blitz through one of the gaps because you're going to have to double team him. Michael Parsons, anybody? Any like, LV I mean, Bar yeah. Parsons? I mean, any of them really. And that's kind of the thing about this defense, right? This defense is. It has been shown, which is something we have not seen for a very long time, mm-hmm. the ability to show blitzing other than just a linebacker or just a cornerback blitz, right? Now you're seeing them send two blitzers. You're seeing a safety come down. You're seeing a corner and a safety with a linebacker drop. Like you're seeing these exotic blitz packages, yeah. which we never, and they're stunting a lot. They're doing things that look, we've hammered the old regime, but the old regime was the old school, line it up, beat the guy across from you. Ugh. You know, it, they've as said, as long it, as we play our game. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and I get it, but sometimes you have to scheme it. We said that before you have to scheme yeah. sometimes. And, um, you know, I think he to adjust for that. That's how you would adjust for Hankins. If he gets caught out there, you say, okay, we're going to blitz from somewhere. Good luck. Cause it's coming behind. Him. Um, Absolutely. Just an idea. So, you know, we saw that, you know, there's, there's been some talks of whether or not, you know, do we, do we go after cooks? Do we go after Judy? You know, this was happening yesterday. Um, I still think that they are shopping for a wide receiver. I can't say that they have specifically a guy, you know, I know people said Claypool, look, Pittsburgh's asking price is really high to start with it. Now you're probably not going to have to pay that. They want to CMC type return. Um, that's been reported, but which is just ridiculous. Which is just ridiculous, right? So you you figure you can come down. Is it going to be far enough? If that's the starting price, I don't know. You know, I I would say probably not. No, not for there's this no front way. Office. I'm I'm um, not going for Clay. I like Claypool. He's one of the guys where I'm like, hey, yeah, definitely add that guy because he's a four three speed guy at six four. Everything we need. Everything you need. Great, great. But I'm probably not going more than a three for him, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And, like, and even then, I may ask for like a six in return. Yeah. So it, it's if, if they're wanting a CMC deal where you're like a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth in the next draft. No, I'm good, man. I can yeah. I can walk I can walk away from that with my head held high and knowing that you guys are being ridiculous. Kind of like the Jets asking for Zach Martin for right. Jamal Adams. Like, nah, I think I'm good with that. <laughs> you know, and well, they, you know why they did that, because they didn't want to deal with this anymore after mm-hmm. the quote-unquote leaks, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we've talked, I think wide receivers, one, you know, offensive line's a possibility they could try to sneak in there too. 
you know, the left guard is still left guard. a little bit of a question mark. Farniok just went down, which gives some depth issues. Yeah. Um, you know, you got McGovern and then you have Peters. Now, I know you love Peters, but they are not giving him a lot of snaps. And if that's going to be the case moving forward, you're yeah. going to have to figure that position out. Well, here's the, here's the thing about it is that I think I honestly, like maybe I'm wrong, but based on last game against the Lions, the Jason Peters at left guard experiment might be over. Mm-hmm. And because he didn't get from what I, in my review of it, he didn't get any snaps at left guard. He might've got a couple, but I don't remember seeing him at all at left guard. He lined up as a tight end, a, a, another tackle outside of Tyler Smith on a few plays. And so like, that's where his snaps came from. So the left guard, Tyler, uh, Jason Peters experiment might be over. And if it is like, just throw Tyler Smith back into left guard, throw Peters at left tackle and get your best five out there and go. Like, I just don't, I don't understand their hesitation on it. Well, and it could be, we don't know what Peters full conditioning is. We we know it's true. He may not be, I mean, he guy's 40 years old, didn't play at all off season, preseason, you know, he comes in off the street late. Yeah. He, he may not be in football. Maybe it's just, Hey, you're seven weeks in. You got it. You, you should be up to speed now. Um, I know he had that small injury, but he only missed a week. And then you, you look at it and maybe the injury is still affecting him. I don't know, but like their plan, it looks like based on their comments. Now we don't know what exactly is going to happen. Cause this is another month or two out. But based on their comments, it does sound like they're planning to move Tyler Smith back inside and put Tyron Smith back at left tackle when he comes back. Because they, if you look what they say, they say he's coming back and he's going to play. Yeah. yeah. So th- if that's if your plan, shape, just... If he's in shape. Yeah, if, yeah, if he's in shape. So if that's your plan to do it anyways, just do it now. Because whether or not we need to see whether or not Jason Peters is still up to snuff what he was last year. We don't know. I granted, I don't know, but if he is, that's just as good or better than what you're getting from Tyler Smith at the left tackle spot. And we all know that we all believe that Tyler Smith is going to give you an upgrade at left guard. So I don't know what the hesitation right now is. Maybe Jason Peters is not up to speed. I mean, like physically, maybe he's not in, just in physical shape right now to do it. Maybe that's the hesitation, but they're playing him like t- 10 to 12 snaps. And it's really weird. You know, it, it could be a whole bunch of things, right? Like, and, and you know me and the age thing, but like, yeah, 40 is a different thing. It is. is a, it might is be a totally different animal. You know, I'm, I'm pushing 50 and I can tell you 40 is a different animal. And, and I'm um, 35 and I'm feeling older. <laughs> so I think like, yeah. no way I'm, I'm getting on a football field doing yeah. anything. 40 is just a different animal in, in injuries and motivation and, you know, recovery and getting your body in shape. And just, it's a whole different beast, which again, may or may not be the case, but you know, it's things you have to consider because either way, do you feel confident that Tyron would come back and potentially be a hundred percent, not get re-injured? Then what's yeah, your contingency plan? Yeah. Because guess what? That's when the playoffs are. Mm-hmm. So what's your contingency plan? Do you have one? And what does it look like? Maybe they're, that's their contingency plan. Is they're only giving Peter so many snaps just in case they get to the playoffs and say, Tyron goes down again, can't play, right? Like now you're he is ready for the push for that playoff without any injuries, nicks, bumps, bruises. And that could be too. 
that that actually is a legit point and you know something that's not crazy and not a bad idea to be honest with you because if you do bring tyron back and he moves tyler smith back inside and he's at left guard and unfortunately something happens to tyron he goes down again I would just put Peters in the left tackle and be like, all right, now go. Now we go. Here we go. You know? Um, so, yeah, that might be the plan. Maybe that's sort of like, hey, we're just saving this guy for the playoffs because we don't know how much he has left in the gas tank, but we want to make sure that it's there for the end. Maybe right. that's the plan. Yeah. Well, and think about also Tyler Smith goes down. Uh, let's just, heaven forbid, Yeah. now you don't have any left tackles. Yeah. Right? So he could be really – truly a contingency plan that they're just slowly working through, just giving them some snaps, giving them some reps. I don't know, but it's a logical step to think that's a possibility. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so today um, we had the big news drop for the Eagles. And of course, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you're a Dallas, you know, reporters, you're Dallas. This look, if you aren't concerned with the other teams in the division are doing, then we need to have a chat, right? Yeah. Like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? So, of course, they go out, they get Robert Quinn for a fourth. Um, you know, I think it's a little steep for his age and how he's played this year. Uh, last year, he had, what, 18 and a half sacks. Uh, was a monster. But, of course, the year before that, he was kind of ghosted. He had a decent year here. He, he ghosted a little bit in between. He's had some very up and down years. Um and, you know, so the, the Eagles go out and get Quinn. Look, I think he might be hitting the cliff. That's my personal opinion. Um, either way, he strengthens their rotation, right? Even if he's a rotational piece, he strengthens their rotation. Mm-hmm. But the Eagles are 6-0 and right now. Mm-hmm. This changes nothing for the Cowboys in the fact that they still control their destiny to make the playoffs. Yep. They still have to face Philly one more time. Like, this doesn't change their approach. It's not like they're they're like, oh, you went and got Robert Quinn. Now I have to go get a, a left tackle or a left guard. Yeah, it doesn't change their their view of how the Eagles are, where they stand, and where they're going. So, it's just it's odd um, that so many people are. I mean, obviously, Cowboys fans are like, hold up now, pass rusher. Pass rush win rate isn't great this year, not to mention the one sack and, you know, and of course, seven pressures in seven games. Right. And of course, Eagles fans are like, well, look at his supporting cast. Look at this. It's a new scheme. You know, he's still got it. Fact of the matter is, we don't know if he does. You know, what's funny is that they'll never give, like, I don't want to get into like a a Cowboys Eagles debate, but like, they'll never allow you to use that excuse for tank because that's what they go after all the time for all his sacks his sacks his sacks they don't it doesn't matter that all of his other stats like pressures and pass rush room rate are all super high but his sacks number oh it doesn't matter well he hasn't had any oh it doesn't matter yeah he doesn't have sacks you know but it's okay or or them trying to compare the hankins like oh that was the worst like just like hankins versus dan quinn they were like look at uh, our uh Robert Quinn, he's like, look how many sacks he has. And I'm like, bro, really? <laughs> like, when I saw that, I was just like, so you're telling me a one-technique DT. That's what you're judging. Okay. Yeah. Got it, you know. But look, you know, both have some some merit, right? It could be a scheme. It could be a thing. 
the fact, the real fact is we don't know. Yeah. For the first seven games of this year, he has not been very good. He He's has not. Low off the line. Um, He's, you know, he's not shedding blocks like he used to, you know, he's not really getting home as much again. It's going to be one or the other probably, but, or somewhere in between, but the fact is we do not know what he is right now. Yeah. And, and, and I look at, I get it. They, this, this has been brought up and, and I a hundred percent agree with it. He's getting double teamed a lot more than he usually does mm-hmm. because now he's the guy yep. now, uh, I mean, last year he had 18 sacks. Great. Khalil Mack was there. Khalil Mack was taking a lot of double teams, a lot of pressure, and he had a great. Same thing happened when he was in Dallas. Robert Quinn, Demarcus Lawrence took a lot of pressure, a lot of double teams, and Quinn had free reign and got it. And like, look at, he's not going to have that double team rate like he 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 had in sh- this year in Chicago and Philadelphia. I get that, but you also have to realize that he's now a part of a rotation. He's not a one man starter, one man guy. Like he was in Chicago, he's now part of a rotation. You got Brandon Graham, you got Josh Sweat, you got Hassan, uh, Hassan Reddick. He's going to be part of rotation, so he's going to get a lot less opportunities, and we'll have to see what he does with those opportunities. You know, right now his his pressures, pass rush and rate are not great. We'll see what he can do with less opportunities, but maybe better op- better quality opportunities. In, in, in less quantity. And I want to say his pass rush win rate is lower than all but one Dallas Cowboy yes. player who's played edge this year. Yes. Uh, snap this year. I will find that. Um, John uh, Owning tweeted it out. Uh, John Owning, one of the best defensive line guys out there. If you don't follow him on tw- on Twitter, you, you absolutely have to. Um, he says uh, edge pass rush win rate. Um, all these guys are better than uh, Robert Quinn have, or have a higher pass rush win rate percentage in 2022. Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Sam Williams, Dorm Armstrong, and Dante Fowler. So all of them, all five of them have a better pass rush win rate. Um, take that, take whatever you want from that. But just saying, like, he has not been great this year. He's not, he has not been the same player as he was last year. Yes, I get it. He's in a new scheme. He has a new, he has a new coaching staff. Yes, he's getting double teamed more because he's the guy now. But that should worry you that he's the guy and he's not performing, you know, but he's 32. You know, cliffs come, cliffs come fast in the NFL. I want to say I read an article once right around, uh, between the 10th and 12th year of a defensive end's career is when that kind of happens. There was some, God, I can't remember where I found it. It's years ago. Um, and I, I've kind of held that a little bit, just thinking about how that, like, does that ring true? And it, when you think about the, the, the good ones who have stayed around that long, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of about that time frame. Right? Yeah, just, I mean, you think about it, just if you're a tick slower if you're a little bit, you're not quite as strong. You're not quite as flexible. But I will say his bend is still insane. Like, he's one of the most bendy guys in the league. But, like, if you're just a little bit less than you were before, that makes a huge difference. Especially when you're playing a 24-year-old, right? Yeah. Like, it's just it's just different. So NFL's hard. These are the elites of the elites. It's not an easy game. Right. You know, and it's... 
I just thought about it, you know, and I was just like, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah. you know, I wanted to bring it up because, you know, we all talk Cowboys or we all talk whatever our team is. And sometimes we have to remember, you have to pay attention to the other teams in your division, because guess what? You play them twice a year. Yeah. And there's tiebreakers in there. Right. So like it's the easiest way to get to the playoffs, win your division, mm-hmm. win your so, division games. Got you have to, we have to pay attention to it. Um, so, you know, I mentioned it earlier. I, I had said, you know, Hey, I'm looking at, you know, running back. I mean, wide receiver, I'm looking at uh, offensive line, mm-hmm. you know, before I get to the, before I get to the injuries where I, the reason I said running back is I was thinking of Zeke uh, potentially sitting um, Sunday, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, but I think those are your two primary, if you're going to make a, another move, it has to be one of those two. I prefer wide receiver. I think, I think most people feel wide receivers, the thing for me, I would prefer a bigger outside guy. Yeah. Um, and when I say bigger, I don't mean six one. I mean like a six three guy if you can find him, six four. Um, get somebody with a little bit of height. And look, I know a lot of people out there want Elijah Moore. You know, he's like five, nine, five, ten. You know, you have Jerry Judy, which has been talked about uh with him. You know, he's almost a CD replica, right? I mean very similar in a lot of ways, body wise. Mm-hmm. They're pretty similar. Um, you know, Michael Gallup hasn't been performing. He's not healthy. He's not healthy. His, no, his knee. I mean, I don't want to say not healthy, but his knee's not back. Like I, we've said this, Dan. From the, we've said this for a while. He would not start to really get his knee feeling good until after Halloween. Right. Like I said, he wouldn't play games until after Halloween. Look, I was wrong. They were, he came back, but he hasn't done much in the games mm-hmm. because he doesn't feel. It doesn't feel right. You can tell his get off is not as quick. He's always had, he's never had issues running by people. He can't run by people right now. Um, so we're coming up on Halloween. Hopefully, you know, after the bye week, he starts to feel a lot better and we can start seeing flashes of the old Michael Gallup. But right now you can tell that the, he is not the Michael Gallup of last year or the year before. They're not using Turpin very much, right? They're not. Very spotty. That no. I would, I think you could probably find a way to create touches for him. Oh yeah, um, you know, very Debo Samuelish kind of a thing. You know, hybrid kind of player that you can kind of do a couple of different things with. Honestly, like, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but like, I'm I might get crushed for people who like listen to this, and I might get crushed by this. <laughs> but I see him. He's not this player. Don't let me let me clarify first. He is not this player. I'm not saying he's this player. He's ever going to be this player or anything like that. But he's very Tyree Hillish, mm-hmm. where he's a smaller guy. He's he's a lot smaller than Tyree because Tyree is short, but he's kind of bigger, you know. Um, but he's a smaller guy, blazing speed, and like can get open, but get because of his speed. Well, he has and, vision too. And yeah, and it, helps him. exactly. And if you look at it, Tyreek Hill was not used that a ton like a wide receiver. He was mostly a special teams returner in the beginning of his career, and then they gradually used him in some some sweeps and some handoffs, and then he gradually turned into what he is, one of the best wide receivers in the league. I'm not saying Turpin's going to turn into one of the best wide receivers in the league, but speed makes a difference in this league. And if you can capture and use that speed 
you can make a difference not only for you, that player, but for your other players. Because when teams are afraid of a guy's speed, they have to put a safety over top. They have to watch that guy all the time. So it allows other players to get open. So using Turpin and his speed can not only help the, them with Turpin, but can help the other receivers in there. Their, it, it makes it harder to bracket people. It makes it harder to cover people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have to account for him exactly. getting downfield faster than everybody else. But in order to do that, they have to use him so teams can fear him. Right now, they fear him as special teams. Right now, he doesn't have any catches. So they're not really like, oh, whatever, his speed is there, but what has he done with it? You know, They're not worried about it right now. So you have to be able to use him, and you have to throw him the ball for him to be able to create that fear. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I, you know, me, I've been one of the biggest Noah Brown supporters. Yes. Um, I've, I have held my ground on him since he got here, I think. And this year he's been absolutely a breakout player. Yes. But I also do know that he is not a number one, right? No. Um, He's a, he's a decent number two. He's an okay. Number two. Um, but his real thing is he's kind of, we've talked about that gadget guy, that guy that if you need a couple snaps for your one, your two, or your three, heck, maybe even a tight end once in a while. Guess what? Noah Brown's there, mm-hmm. and he's gonna he's gonna play the position right, and he's gonna he's gonna play it well, solid, right? Yeah. Um, but I think you know you were saying the speed thing, so you need speed, and so I mm-hmm. get the I get the desire for. You know, Elijah, I get the desire for even Judy, right? You're creating some extra speed on the team. What we don't have, though, is if we're not, if Kellen Moore is not going to create space through motion, he's gotten better. I will give him that. He has Mm -hmm. gotten better. But if you're not going to create even more space through motion at the snap, then you're going to need somebody who can get off the line. Yeah. Away from a man press. And right now, if Gallup's not, if he's not healthy, you have no one here that if if a bigger cornerback gets a hand on him, uh, uh, some hands on him, that they can overpower that guy. You just mm-hmm. don't have that. Um, so for me, I think if you can get that right, which which almost forces a safety to have to kind of shade that way a little bit, because now you can't just you don't you don't know you're going to win the jam off the line. Yeah. Right. Like so now you kind of have to at least take a second and say, let me check that that wide receiver if he got off or not, right? You you have to know that. And so, you know, as a safety, that's something you look at, right? Like you're looking down and you see whether or not, even in your peripheral, what that cornerback is doing with that wide receiver. Mm-hmm. If that wide receiver gets that extra step or two, guess what your job is, right? <laughs> Unless you're coming on a blitz, guess what your job is going to have to be? You know yeah. it's going to be either released to you or it's going to be in your zone. You've let it, you do not want him to get behind you. Um, so, you know, if, if you don't have that guy, which right now they do not, you know, you have to create that with speed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so one or the other, I would prefer the bigger guy um, just so that you teams don't go big on you. Um, you know, it, it forces them that they can't just go big on you because you have that guy, but I don't know. I, that's kind of where I'm standing. Like I said, left guard, obviously. Um, I'd love depth there, at least the very least depth. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I want I want the receiver. I really do. Uh, Claypool kind of fits both those molds with his speed and size. Um, but like you said, his hit their asking price right now is just astronomical and it doesn't make any sense. 
um, for a player who's never reached a thousand yards. Um, he has the potential. He just hasn't had a quarterback to do it. So I get it. But part like, of that's his deal, right? Like yeah. part of that's because of his deal right now. Yeah, yeah. And they're trying to get some return for that. Absolutely. But and then he probably doesn't want to stay there. He's got two years, but is this his third year? So yeah. Uh he's got a year and a half left on his contract. Um he probably doesn't want to stay there that much longer. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. But another guy, you know, Elijah Moore, we're not lit. I'm sorry, guys, we're not trading with the Jets. The <laughs> Jets are not trading anything, anything to us. They don't that's like Steven. At least. They do not like Steven at all. So unless Steven just totally comes to them with an offer to get to get fleeced himself, <laughs> like they're not they're not moving. To, they're not helping Jer, uh, Steven out at all. Um, so I think you can write off Elijah Moore. Um, Jerry Judy, you know, he has like you said, he's very CLMS. He has his drop issues and everything like that. I think a lot of it's just quarterbacks, um, but I think he's good. I wouldn't mind getting him at all. Um, but you know, he's a very, very talented route runner. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind it. My guy right now is honestly Brandon Cooks from Houston. He makes the like, most sense. He's productive. yeah, he makes the most sense. You you're probably not gonna he, he has a bigger contract. I get it. He has a bigger contract. But the Houston is gonna eat a lot of that. And I think it's only eight million. Yep. It's like eight million for the rest of this year, and then like I think eighteen million for next year, the last year of his contract. So it's not yeah, it's not insane for his contract, so it's definitely doable. You'll probably get him you can probably get him for a third. Um, which I would definitely do. Uh the guy's been traded, so he's used to it. Fourth or fifth, because that's about what he's been going for. Yeah, yeah. He might be able to, but like he's got speed and he's got good right route route running ability. Sorry, route running ability, and he just knows how to get open. Like he just he's Mr. A thousand yards. He almost gets a thousand yards every season, except now with Davis Mills, you can't he can't like that guy can't throw the ball, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I, I would absolutely love Brandon Cooks, but uh, I that's my hope. I my hope is Brandon Cooks somehow find they find a way to get that deal done. Um, we've heard rumblings that they're you know in the market, they're interested. I just hope they pull the trigger. Yeah, the interesting thing to think about with Judy isn't so much just his play because it's whatever, good, bad, or otherwise. The interesting thing is, is he's on the same cycle as CD for salary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that is a consideration knowing that they're going to extend CD or they want to extend CD beginning of the season. We, we assume that's what's yeah. going to happen. Um, that you would have to pay him and Judy at the same time. Well, the good thing is, is that they both have fifth year options because they're both first round picks from the same draft. Yep. So you could pay lamb after this year and then judy after the next year or wait another year exercise a fifth year option and wait another year because they're only on the third third year so you can stagger it out a little bit but you're right that they're probably both going to come at the same time and say hey i want to get paid after this year right you know so that they're both going to come after this year and say hey i want to get paid because they'll be like i'm here and if you pay the if you pay one first, which they'll yeah. probably if they did if they did they'd probably pay CD Lamb first just yeah. because that's their that he's been here the longest. But just saying like hey, they're probably both going to say hey, and you're going to have them competing for the contract. You know, oh Lamb got this, I want this. You know, yep. um, stuff like that. So I get that aspect of it. Yeah, that's why my guy is mostly Brandon Cooks. Um, I'm hoping that. Jerry Jones has his little rivalry. I mean, it's a rivalry, an NFC East rivalry with the Eagles. He doesn't like the Eagles to outstage him. And he, Jerry Jones doesn't like anybody to outshine him. 
So like when the Cowboys, the Cowboys were kind of talk of the league yesterday, just be, and it wasn't a huge deal with the trade, but it was kind of like got them talking about the Cowboys and the trade and everything like that. And then, you know, Eagles come up and one up them with the Robert Quinn trade. I'm kind of hoping that puts a fire under Jerry. Like, Hey, you know what? I, I want to be back in the limelight. I want to be back in the spotlight. I want people talking about me again and my Cowboys. Let me go get this wide receiver. Like I'm hoping and praying that that's what happens, but we'll have to see what they, what he does. And if you don't hear anything by Friday morning, it's probably it's not, not going to happen, happen this week. Yeah. It'll happen next week because yeah. you Trade can't get that Tuesday. player. Yeah, you can't get that player into this game after Friday morning. Yeah, I think if it doesn't happen tomorrow morning, you're probably not going to hear anything until Monday if it happens at all. If it doesn't, if it's going to happen, if it doesn't happen tomorrow morning, you're probably not going to hear anything until Monday. Yeah, um, yeah. Essentially, they have till Friday morning. Who knows? Jerry's been known to do some of those like weird last-minute deals. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Um, but it, you know, that I think we both agree that's kind of where they need to lean. I know, I know, linebacker is something people have talked about. Um, I think LVE has performed better than most people realize. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying this guy has been another Micah Parsons. Yeah. But you know, he might be the most improved player. He's been good this year. And then there's, right. I, I tweeted this out. There's a sect of people out there that just don't like this guy because yeah. a certain other linebacker is no longer on this team and he is. And I'm sorry. Like, I'm not, like you said, I'm not saying LVE is Micah Parsons. I'm not saying LVE is the 2018 version of LVE all pro, you know, rookie of the, uh, uh, rookie, defensive rookie of the year candidate. Like, I'm not saying like he's that level. He's not. I'm not saying he's great. I'm not even saying he's Pro Bowl level right now. But I'm he's saying he's really well. I'm saying he's playing, he's playing well. really well. He's playing well. Like, and you know, like, does he make mistakes? Absolutely. Does he hit the wrong hole? Sure, absolutely. But, but look at—he did it this last game where he hit the right hole. He hit the right more hole more than the, once. <laughs> the majority of the time, he's making the right plays. He's making the right decisions, and he's making plays. And he's a good tackler. And you he's know, not, so he's not normally a blitzer. So, you no. know, he's not playing that Anthony Barr thing, right? Who can play edge and, and kind of mix it up a little bit. He's blitzed a little bit, but that's not his thing. His thing mm -hmm. is to be a thumper. Yeah, that's it. That's what his deal is. He's going to hit a hole, try to knock your head off. He's going to see you come across the middle, try to knock your head off. And if he is able to get a clean shot on somebody, he's aiming for the head. Like that's, that's just what he does. Um, you know, so I, people, you know, want to say we need a linebacker. Yeah, I could see it. I'm not saying you couldn't. Yeah, you can upgrade. I he, but Although yeah. I think he's been better than Barr has overall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. And and I get it. You know, that, that blitz is sometimes flashy and you see him streak across the screen and you're like, yeah, that's the guy, right? But there's been a lot of plays where Barr has taken himself out of a play by over pursuing and mm -hmm. thinking he can get back to it when he can't. Uh, sometimes he guesses wrong. He has you know, not like been a solid wrong. tackler either. Right. So, and I look, and I think he's been playing well too, which is why I'm saying well enough where I'm saying you don't necessarily have to go to linebacker. I get it. You have, you know, um, what's, what was his name that got, uh, uh, taken off the list today? Um, Everybody, Demonte. Mm. Right. So you Mark, have Demonte. Yeah. Um, so you have him who's coming back, and everybody's really excited because the guy was highly rated before the injury. Now, we don't know what 
look, I've had that exact, I've had spinal fusion. I can tell you it is a process to yeah. work back to. Like even when you are healed, you are not fully healed, right? Yeah. It, it is a process. So we don't know where he stands. He could be ready to go. He's young. Um, he could be still stiff and still figuring a couple things out. Um, you know, it could be a hit makes his arm go numb, uh, whatever that happens. It, those things could potentially happen, but they believe in him. He was a second grade. I, most people had him as a second round talent. So, you know, they're mm -hmm. excited about it. Uh, which he could very well be that second round talent right out the box. So everybody's excited to see it. Um, you have, you know, Jabril Cox, right? We have that. Uh, you have a couple guys there. You do have a couple. Um, I, I don't think it's a need. No, I, I, I wouldn't be against it, but I also wouldn't be like, oh, this is, this was the move, right? Um, I'm not, I'm not paying it. I'm not paying capital on a ton of money. For a Roquan Smith, and I get it. Like the guy's a good player, but I'm not paying capital to get him, and then the type of money he's going to command for a contract. When I have guys who I really like sitting in the wing waiting, like a Jabril Cox, like a Demonte, uh, Demone, uh, Clark. Um, like I'm not just I'm not going to pay a guy like that when I have the why we're excited about these two younger guy linebackers and you want to trade and take away their opportunities like I just I don't get it so I'm I'm not on the trade for a linebacker trade for Roquan Smith train um like I get it he's a great player but just just not now what look, I want to do if if they're like hey well you can have him for a fifth. Okay, sign me up. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, let's roll, right? But I don't think that's going to be the case. So yeah. Um, and I just don't know if that's. I would go wide receiver, then offensive line depth, and then after that, have fun. Like yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Now the one I did want to touch real quick: running back. Um, you know, Zeke uh, is talked about it today. Potentially, maybe he might take this Sunday off. Um, and give himself two weeks, his knees bothering him. There was a little weird report that it was worse than it really is. Uh, he's actually it's like, I could play, but mm -hmm. you know, we got an extra week that I can use here. So that's going to leave Pollard, um, who has been very efficient this year. He's been very strong. Um, and then you only got one other running back back there, right? You got one other guy. Yeah. You got Joaquin Hardy, right? Um, is it no, Hardy? No. I think no. Hardy's no, injured. It's, it's Malik um, Davis. Malik Davis. Um, but anyway, you got Malik Davis, and that's it, really. You don't really have a ton else sitting there. You mm -hmm. know, you lost Champlin earlier, uh, so you know maybe Dattles on IR. Yeah, yeah, Dattles on IR. You know, maybe they go and look for like some guy they can grab and put on the practice. They have a practice squad slot open up, so maybe they find a guy. I already, or, I already they, got. The, I already got the guy. Kevin Coleman was just released. There you go. Former, squad. former Atlanta Falcons played with Dan Quinn as a running back. Played pretty good with Dan Quinn's team. Um, just released. Sign him to your practice squad, and you can elevate him. You don't have to sign him to the active roster. You're able to elevate him on game day. Just put him in a roster, just in case something happens um, for backup. And you know, if if you want, he's not like terrible. You don't have. You can even leave my practice squad and be like, "We're rolling with two running backs." Yeah. But should forbid something happen to one of them. Now you got your guy exactly just in case, and you know you're you're still okay. Um. So the rest of the injury report before we get into some college draft stuff, you had uh, Bohana was a full practice today. 
Uh, Noah Brown did not practice for a foot. So yeah. again, to the wide receiver. Gotta, I got to look. Yeah, I got to. We got to. I got to monitor that one closely. That one worries me. Uh, Damone Clark, of course, neck. He was a full practice. Um, is he? Uh, I just want to. I just want to say Clark real quick, as we talked about him a little bit. I just want to say, I would be absolutely shocked if he did anything but special teams this year. Anything but if yeah. he, I would be shocked if he played now, unless we're in like a huge well, blowout game, or if he's moving really well and they need him for a very specific like spiral or something like that. Maybe, maybe. yeah, but, but it's it's going to be special. To, I don't think I don't. Ex, I know people are excited about him. I know people are excited about him getting put on the active roster. I am too. I love this kid out of LSU. This guy, you know, he can blitz. He's fast. He can read defenses. He knows how to tackle. He's strong. Like, I get it. Don't expect a major role for him this year. And if it is, it's good. Like, yeah. I mean, if he pushes up and he just comes on and he's like, hey, I'm the best linebacker on this team. And it's obvious. Awesome. Great. I would just be shocked. It's a, it's a hard, re- it's a hard surgery to be, re- to recover from. It takes time. It mm-hmm. just takes time. Yeah. That's what it, absolutely. You know. Uh, Neville Gallimore, or of course, Ezekiel Elliott, we mentioned. Uh, yeah. Neville Gallimore uh, was a full four wrist. He was a healthy scratch last time. Let's see mm-hmm. how this goes. We're not going to bring it's, that up too it's much so further. weird, yeah. Uh, Devin Harper, Achilles was limited. Okay. Uh, Tristan Hill, thigh, full practice. Malik Hooker, hamstring, did not practice. Yeah, that's something to watch as well. Hammy's, Hammy's linger, man. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Curse foot was full. Schultz, knee was limited. Look, I think they're okay if they said Schultz, you need to sit this week, give you two weeks. I think they've been okay with that. Like Eddie I've been Ferg okay with that. Honestly. They've been Hinder, fine. Yeah. Hinder Hive over here, man. I am Hinder Hive all the way. I love Ferguson too. I love Jake and Bake. Like I love these guys. <laughs> and you know what? And it's opening up things for Kellen Moore that we really didn't see before this season started. Mm-hmm. Because what is the one package that we know Kellen Moore loves? 12 personnel. 12 personnel. He loves two tight ends. But what have we been seeing a lot lately? 13 personnel. Yep. What did we see some last week on the touchdown pass to um, Henderson Hendershot at the uh, end of the game? 23 personnel. You had three tight ends and two running backs on the field in a wing formation. <laughs> like, that was creative. And it yeah. left Hendershot wide open in the back of the end zone. Yeah, they all so cleared like, out to Dalton and left him wide open. These, the, oh, Dalton Schultz taking his cre- taking the credit. Um, but like these young tight ends have opened up so much for what our formations with thirteen personnel and twenty three personnel that I didn't even see coming. Like I'm 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 loving it. So if Schultz needs to rest to get that knee right, like I'm. I think it's smart. Just let him sit, and so he's not limited. He'll have two weeks off because we got the bye after this week. Let him relax, come back healthy for the, pay, the Packers game. Yeah, it, I don't have a problem with that at all, as you, as you know. Like, I think yeah. they've been they've been more than fine. Uh, and then, of course, you had Terrence Steele. Um, you know, he he had it as well. He limited, um, but he'll probably be fine. Yeah. Um, He's, I think he's been limited like every week or something like that. So I'm not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's whatever. So let's, let's touch on some college football real quick. Absolutely. All right. So who is your number one quarterback? Right now, it's got to be CJ Stroud. Like the guy's just playing insane. 
Um, what he did to that Iowa defense, you, you just can't take it away from him. I heard a whole bunch of people say, well, he had interception. And I'm like, bro, I don't think you know how good that Iowa defense that is. Iowa defense that team is as good. itself is not great. The offense is a Abysmal, oh, like awful. Yeah, fire his son to like right this minute. <laughs> bring in the the kid off the bus, you know, who came as a fan, and I think he'd be okay. It is a terrible offense, but that defense mm-hmm. is really good. Really, um, really good. Yeah, yeah, every team has struggled defensively or offensively against that defense. So, um, you're right. I I have Stroud as well. Um, but I wanted to kind of say, you know. You mentioned what he did against Iowa, and I'm like, hold up. For anybody doubting that, like, go back and look at Iowa's defense. Yeah, Iowa's defense is top notch. And what you guys put 54 on them? Like, yeah. some of it, that was it, defense. Some of that was defense. Yeah, yeah. Some of that like was five was, turnovers or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It was the uh, yeah, but we're still what CJ Stroud was able to do. Some of the throws he was able to make. It the the kids oh, incredible. That that pass for the touchdown uh, over the head. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even understand how it kind of curved the way it did. Into it was just an absolute beautiful throw. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I think Stroud's one. Who is your two though? Because there's a couple different answers here that I've heard, and we, I'm curious to see what your two is. So, are we talking draft status? Yes. Or are we talking just into oh, draft status? Okay. Yes. I think two is probably going to be. In my opinion, it's probably going to be Bryce Young. Um, just his dual threat ability. He's a smart player. He's got the mental makeup to 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 make plays. Um, I, I think Bryce Young is probably the number two guy right now. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of lean Malik Hooker here, um, not by much. Right? Oh, um, not Malik Hooker. Uh, Hooker out of Tennessee. Yeah, his first name. I, uh, I'm trying to think of this first name yeah henderson or yeah 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 um hooker out of tennessee i malik of course is just gonna naturally roll <laughs> yeah. tongue. but he's uh, really good too man yeah he, the thing i'm curious as we get up to the draft though that could change one way or the other is some people are concerned whether or not it's the system of tennessee versus him i've heard that a little bit mm. with him is that it's the system they're running uh versus his full ability they're just they're limiting certain things that he can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be interested to see that, but he's a very smart player. Yeah. And I, and I think that that goes a long way with quarterbacks. Um, you know, you may not always have the arm, you may not always have the legs, but if you are smart, you, you can make it in this league. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, that's the one thing everybody said about Tom Brady. Like, look, he can make some passes and, and, but nobody ever said Tom was like, you know, had the best arm ever. Right? Well, like, I mean, yeah, look at t- Peyton Manning. We yeah, know Peyton Manning. for Peyton Manning does not have arm strength. Like, he cannot right. throw that ball deep at all. But he knew every nuance of every mm-hmm. play, both on his Gee, team yep. and the opposing team, right? It's one of the things we always talk about with Romo, right? His decision-making wasn't always necessarily the best, but he knew what he was seeing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And he and he believed he could do it. That's where he got bitten. It was that sometimes he believed he could make a throw. Yeah. But he was smart. And you hear it when you broadcast, right? How smart he sees this game. Yep. So that those guys sometimes if if that's who you are and it is a system, I think you'll be okay. If it's you're only in the system 
And when you get out ready for pros, you can't read a defense and you can't, you can't see that. That's where you'll have some issues. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see, but right now just watching him play in, the, in what system they have, I'm going to go hooker. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's it's close. Like Bryce, he's Bryce really is right good. There. So yeah, I'm not taking uh, anything away from that kid. Is amazing, and he gives me Bryce. I mean, so like, uh, I mean, I'm not taking take anything. That guy's that guy's really good. And so it's it is. He's right there. It's close. Yeah. Okay, and and the last minute, I I have to say it. It has been part most of the season. We're we're getting to the end of college, or we're getting you know pretty deep into college, and. uh Skaronsky. What did I say? <laughs> Man, the guy, the kid is just a monster. <laughs> he really is. Like, like we, we've mentioned him a couple times, um, mm -hmm. almost every time we've been on this show. And if you have not had a chance to go watch this kid play, just YouTube, do whatever, however you can, watch the game on Saturday. Um, just sit there and watch and just, you don't have to watch anybody else. Just watch this kid and you're going to be like, holy hell. He's, he is an absolute mauler. Um, yeah. And he just eats everything. It seems like he's just like, oh, you want to throw two at me? I'll just eat that too. That's fine. It's, I want, I want him so bad, but it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think so, but at I the beginning oh, of the year, I kind of saw, I saw a lot of people had him as kind of an, Back end of the first, beginning of the second. I don't know after his tape this year if he'll stay there. Oh, I don't um, think so, man. I, I just I think I'd love you're to gonna him have there. him. You're gonna have him the rest of the year, and then you're gonna have the off season. And I think this guy is just gonna continue to move up the board, and he's going to be like, "Hey, this guy's a top ten pick." I think it'll be top half. I think it'll be a top half because look, this is a fairly supposedly looking like a fairly decent quarterback draft. It is. That's um, that's the, and, that's the only saving grace to push right. him back a little bit is that you're going to have quite a few quarterbacks who are going to go in the top half of the, fir of the first round. And it looks like you might have some wide receivers too. So like, yeah, you always have those. Yeah, right. You 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 have a couple guys that are starting to pop out this year, so we'll see. Um, but man, that kid is that kid is a mauler, and him and Smith on your left side for the next. 10 years that would be insane just live with it you know what i mean live with it all you'd have to do is eventually you know when, when zach decides he's done and hangs it up you gotta get a right guard mm -hmm. other than that you could survive yeah <laughs> like you Absolutely. could survive right so um i i kind of I, I always do the litmus test with you and see where you're at as we go throughout the year just because every week every week yeah just laying tape down laying tape mm -hmm. down and it's like he's not perfect i mean you know but he he just pops as an offensive lineman he, he does he pops um so is there anybody you're excited about hmm. i mean if i like wide receivers i'm a very big wide receiver guy so wide receivers are really fun um like for you guys, you guys are have a plethora of wide receivers. Uh, <laughs> we do. Same we with do. USC. They have a ton of wide receivers. Uh, Jordan Addison's just stupid good. Um, I with uh, I wish uh, Njigba was healthy this year. Like he hasn't been healthy. That guy's amazing. Um, but so like you you look at some of the wide receivers around the country and you just like man these guys. You know, it's another strong wide receiver class. Like it was, it's stronger than last year, in my opinion. Um, if these guys come out, you know, I don't know. I don't think, man, does Njigba come out? 
with this year because of all the injuries or does he be like hey i need to put another i need to put another good year of tape on because my injuries i had such an injury riddled season or is he like hey i've been injured i don't want i don't want to get injured again you know i think it's going to be depending on how far ohio state goes this year yeah right um so i i was looking at um on cbs sports actually just recently did a mock okay um, they have Skaronsky going sixth Telling to Washington. You, man. To Washington. Oof, I hate that. I hate it, but I love it because it's Skaronsky and I like Skaronsky. Um, I just don't like him being on the Washington football team, commanders, whatever you want to call them. Uh, yeah. But here's what they did have the Cowboys going. Uh, for anybody curious, I wanted to kind of bring it up because we were talking wide receivers at pick 26. Uh, Rashi Rice out of um, SMU, six two two zero three. He's he's a burner. He's a burner. That would give you that speed depth thing. Um, so yes. there's there's a name for your everybody. Any six two. He's not a small guy. Yeah. Yeah, six two two zero three. So he he probably could pack a little bit of size on, um, but man, he's he's a burner. Like this kid's fast. Um, so somebody in name, I just wanted to name it out there for like a name people to watch as they're watching college football. Um, he is out of SMU, so he's a local boy to Dallas. Uh, so if you're not, haven't seen Rasheed Rice, absolutely watch mm-hmm. him. Um, he's kind of fun to watch actually. Uh, the other name right around us, Paris Johnson, who we have mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, uh, Gervon Dexter, which we haven't mentioned Florida. Um, Jordan Addison's in the area. Oh um, man, I would love to get Jordan Addison. Mm-hmm. That guy, talk about yards after catch, right there, man. So that's the names that are popping up uh, for the. I will say it for the Eagles, uh, uh, just because Bijan Robinson. That would suck a lot. And look, I wasn't doing it for the Eagles thing. I was doing it for any Texas fans out there. <laughs> you know, um, but they did have Stroud going one. Uh, young going to yeah. uh, Will Levis, who's a name also that's probably up in that. Yeah, a lot of people do like five. Levis, yeah. Uh, they have him going to Carolina. And then they don't actually get, um, they don't have Hooker on here, so they're assuming he may not come out. Possible. Um, he might too. So I'm, I'm going to assume until I hear otherwise he is, but we'll see. We'll see. No definites. Um but yeah, those are some of the names to kind of keep an eye on. Um, I'm I'm kind of excited to see how the rest of this week plays out. You know, we got the Bears, no Bears, oh, and then Bears. of course uh, we got um, the bye week, and then we start our our normal every year master disaster November run. Yeah, November is going to be tough. That's going to be a tough one. But if just looking at it, like honestly, if I told you before the year started and I came to you and I said, hey, Dak Prescott is going to miss five of the first eight weeks of the season, but we're going to be six and two, what would you have told me? I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. End of, I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think it could feel good. I mean, I say six and two, we still got to beat the Bears. I get that. Like, I don't want to say, you know, it's a guaranteed win. Anything can happen in in football. We're favored and we're supposed to win. We should win this game. We'll see what happens. 
quick interesting fact the cowboys only play one home game in november and that's on thanksgiving so they're going the to go there yep so they're going to go to lambo to minnesota four days later play the giants at home mm. That's a brutal stretch right there. Here's now look, the Packers, the Packers are not playing great, but they're still the Packers. And yeah. you still have you have to go to Lambeau. Here's the Lambeau. If I am the Cowboys, if you are let me say not I, if you are Mike McCarthy and you get to make the decision and you got to buy and you're going up to Lambeau, his first time going back to Lambeau, um, you're going up to Lambeau, you got that game, that game's over. You know you got Minnesota, and then you have four days until New York. Mm-hmm. After Minnes- after Green Bay, do you fly back home, or you just say, "Hey, let's stay up here, let's let's go to, over to Minnesota, let's stay and practice somewhere in Minnesota, so we're not dra- going flying back all the way home and then flying back all the way up here, and then flying back down there for four days. Why not just stay up there in the north, uh, north, uh, in the north, practice in Minnesota." Play the game in Minnesota, fly home. So you're not flying back and forth, back and forth in that short time period. Yeah, I might do it. I might be willing to do it. Um, you know, I mean, you got a week, right? So you got a week between the Packers and Vikings. So what you could conceivably do is like say, hey, everybody, go home Tuesday, Wednesday. We get back on a plane, come up here, and we spend the rest of the week up here. Yeah. I just you don't, know? I just don't, I don't want to travel log travel you know i just like stay up there relax i know it sucks to be away from your family but you'll be coming home yeah the Um, hard part isn't the packers to vikings game it's the vikings to giants game yeah and that's what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying just stay up there so you're not going back and forth and you have a after that trip of going back and forth and back and forth now you have to go four days to the giant at home to the giants Mm -hmm. so just stay up there Relax, got, get those games done, and then come home, and you, you're ready. And then you got 10 days to go for the Colts, Texans, the Jags, the Eagles, the Titans, and the Commanders. So, you know, they, they hold the, the destiny in their hands. You know, absolutely. I, I could see them sit Zeke this, or let Zeke sit this weekend if they figure defense can win this game for them um, and just rest up and roll into Lambeau to stomp Green Bay and Mike McCarthy's return. can see that happening too. Absolutely. Yeah. Sit Zeke, sit Schultz, and let them get healthy over the bye. Come back ready for Lambeau. Let's do it. All right, guys. Well, we have we have spoken enough on this uh, episode. I want to say thank you, of course, to our my co-hosts, my, my beautiful, wonderful, amazing co-hosts. Joseph, where can we find your work? Yeah, you can find me here, as always, on the 4D Podcast. And you can find me every Thursday um, on uh, the Pick 6 Midday Show with Camber uh, at 1.45 Central Time. Um, for our audience is mostly in, in Texas, so it's Central Time for you guys. For me, it's 11.45, uh, but we do an hour show live on YouTube. Just go ahead and follow uh, Pick 6 Sports on YouTube subscribe and uh get the show there beautiful and your and of course your twitter handle Come on. oh yes my twitter handle is at the ja massey beautiful and of course you can find me at dan underscore rupert r-u-p-p-e-r-t and of course you can find me at sport dfw 
uh, also on fan-sided as well. Um, and I hope all of you are, are well. Um, have a safe Halloween. Um, you know, that's, that's on Monday. So have a safe and happy one with your family as we head into November and get ready for the holiday season. Absolutely. Peace.